Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Bride Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, we are joined, we are so happy to be joined by two different folks this morning, Catherine. Amazing. Amazing. One of our staff members, Joshua Fraser, Fraser, who's our aspiring ed and early career organizer. Good morning, Joshua. Good morning. And we're also joined by Izzy Esau, who is a junior at UCO, an elementary ed major and president of our aspiring ed group. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning. So first off, I guess just if y'all will each maybe start with Izzy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a part of our program. All right. So um. I'm from Claremore, Oklahoma, um, kind of northeast of Tulsa. That's what I always tell people because when I'm at college, nobody knows where Claremore is. So I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, you would think. That is sad. Home of Will Rogers. I know. That's what I think. I like have to say it. And then they're like, oh, I don't know who that is. I'm like, <laughs> well. Um, so like Ellen said, I am at UCO. This is my third year as an elementary ed major. And it's been super fun. I got um, involved with Aspiring Ed, I think my sophomore year. So last year, my mom is a board member, Jennifer Esau. So she got me connected. She was like, you have to do this. And so got connected with my local, with my UCO chapter. And then um, last summer, I was picking my mom up from, I want to say, was it Delegate Assembly? Probably. I was picking her up and um, one of the former staff members was like, you have to apply for the leadership team for Aspiring Ed. And then I've been here ever since. That's awesome. And Joshua, you have been with OEA for a year now. And yes, uh, it'll be a year in March. So al- almost, almost a year. So tell us a little bit about what you do for OEA. Oh, um, so uh, I work with the different um, college campuses across the state, um, just kind of trying to be a resource, um, helping them whenever they need um, ideas for maybe professional development or training for their officers. Um, I also work with um, early career educators. Um, We've got our NEON group that um we are and we've got our steering committee where we're kind of rebuilding neon after uh the pandemic kind of tore some things apart tore, tore it down but um primarily working with the different college campuses and students and advisors and uh, planning our conferences and different events with our state officers yeah so the, the cool thing to know about our sparring ed is that we are one of the there, not every state affiliate um, has an aspiring ed uh, organization under the their state affiliate. And so the official title is OAEA, that's the acronym, but it's the Oklahoma Aspiring Educators Association. It used to be SOEA, the student OEA group. But the cool thing is, this is what I love, Izzy, is that this is where it starts. 
at the university level and before you are pre-service. And then, so we have an organization for uh, our, our, our students that are in the College of Education. And then when you become a teacher, then you move into the active row of OEA. And then wait, there's more. When you retire, you can be a member of our retire organization. So we're from the beginning to the end. Uh, we have a place for everybody to be at. And so what has been, as your president right now of the student organization, what has been your biggest aha this year? I would say, I don't know, it was cool. Like our fall convention was at UCO and uh, one of my advisors got to be there. She was like helping us set up. And so I don't, I hadn't been to a OAEA convention like in person because my first one, I just went online to do the Zoom thing. And so this was like my first time to be with, you know, my peers of like everybody who was like-minded of me. And so it was cool to see everybody come together because like we'd been planning it for so long and I didn't know what to expect. And so just seeing like 40 of these college students who are like wanting, they're striving to be um, teachers and wanting to make our Oklahoma better. It was just amazing to see everybody come together. So you have something big coming up next weekend. Yes. Tell us about that. So um, we have our outreach to teach and spring convention on March 3rd. That's our outreach to teach. And then the fourth is um, our spring convention. We're going to be up at um, Coolidge Elementary School in Enid. And um, we're going to be doing like a beautification project. And so we haven't done outreach to teach since before the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a really big deal that we get to be able to be out there and like in person to do something and make the community of Enid better. Um, and so we have, our team has been working so hard. I'm so thankful for everybody who's been a part of it um, to do our projects. And then the next day we'll stay in Enid. Is it Northwestern State? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State University. I don't know why I get those switched up, but I do. Um, so we're going to be there. And that's where we're going to have our spring convention. We have a lot of wonderful speakers coming um, to talk to us about, you know, becoming a teacher and like professional development for us as college students. So, yeah. And then you'll have your business meeting there as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Joshua, how many chapters do we have across the state? OAEA chapters? Uh, I believe there's around 25. Um, Yeah, I haven't gone through and actually counted each one. Um, But yeah, I think we're around 25. So is that associate, like junior colleges or community colleges and four-year? Yeah, Um, we've got some that, uh, some college campuses that will just do like a two-year degree and then we have our four-year universities, um, and we're looking to expand to even more campuses. Um, I've got my eye on a few that we'd like to either, they had a chapter at one point and maybe they kind of fell apart or, um, but yeah, looking to expand and build it up some more. And I do think, oh, go ahead, Ellen. 
Well, I just, to Izzy's point, I think one of the coolest parts is just like how OEA works is that it is people from all over the state. So being able to hear how one class goes or maybe, uh, you know, any, any sorts of things of how it's developed on college campuses, but also to recruit people and be able to network before you get out has to be a really cool experience. So they, you also, uh, being a state chapter, get to also be, because we're under the NEA umbrella. And so you go to our, our national convention in the summer and get to be around university students from all over the nation, right? So you did yeah. that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, last year, I think I had become a, I was the legislative rep before I was president. I think that I got that title two weeks before we went to Chicago. And so I was like, okay, let's just go. Um, that was the first time I've traveled by myself without like my parents or like family. Um, but it was so cool and so amazing to be with so many people. I didn't realize it was like that big of a deal. Like I hadn't, they had had the summer like yearly conventions I think the past two years it was online. So this was also the first time that we could all come together. And so we would get into our, they, I think they weren't community. They were like community groups. I forget what the term was for them, but um, we would be like grouped together and we get to talk about different um, like issues from our, um, from our state to theirs. And just hearing that, like everybody else is struggling to get aspiring ed uh, joined and that they, our struggles are similar to theirs. So it was really inspiring to know that like, we're not alone and that we can share um, our struggles together. So, so Joshua, somebody's listening to the podcast, how would they, and they, they're at a university, they want to get connected. Um, what do they need to do? Um, so if you want to, you hear this, you know that you want to join right away, you can go to www.okea.org and you can click the join now button. Um, make sure that you select aspiring ed and then I'll have you choose your state and college and everything. Um, also, if maybe they're on the fence and they've got some questions, um, they can reach out to me at jfraser at okea.org and i would love and be honored to answer any and all questions um if i don't have an answer uh i, I know a few people i could probably find an answer for them and so um yeah once you just to let me be a resource um to you so one of the questions i had that's a little unrelated but being at the capitol one of the things we always talk about is recruiting um, students to the profession. So is there any like feedback you would give on ways that we would, could recruit students to choose the teaching as a profession right now? It's not for me or for him. E either one of you. I'm just curious. <laughs> um, I, what I think that is like amazing for me is that being able to have like a mentor, like, I mean, I look up to Catherine, there's like so many people at OEA that I've known for so long because my mom's been a board member. And so having those connections and being like, 
oh, I can go reach out to Ellen. I can go reach out to Catherine. And like, if I have a question, like I emailed Catherine about student teaching schools or just like using them as a resource. So I think like building those relationships, like if you want to come to our convention, come to our convention, come to like, if you're a board member, come to our stuff and just like get to know us because there are so many um, wonderful student candidates. And it's so, it's kind of scary. Like I'll be a, I'll graduate next spring. And so then I'll be a teacher. And I don't, I mean, I have all these connections, but I know a lot of people are going to go out there into their schools and into their professions and feel alone and feel like they don't have anybody to support them. And so I think having like building those connections from OEA members to aspiring ed members to like have like a mentorship, I think that that would be wonderful. I don't know if that answered the question. No, no I love that. At the university, when you're walking around campus, talking to your friends, uh, I, I bet you run into some people that say, you know what, I'd really like to be an educator, but I just can't. What's the biggest yeah. barrier that that you hear that they run into? I think that what I hear the most is that, you know, the pay, the legislation, all of that is like, so like negative and that's the only thing you can see and like I mean yes that stresses me out and scares me but this is like my passion and I can't see myself doing anything else and so I think you need to have like your priorities straight on like what you want to do what's going to make you happy and if those are big things like if you can't handle the like the legislation and that's going to like tear you apart, then maybe you shouldn't be in the classroom. But if like you are so, um, if you really like love your students and like want to be in the schools, like you should just do it and have no regrets on it. Cause like I'm 20, all the college students are like 18 to 24. I mean, some of my like classes, I have so many, moms that have gone back to school and they I work in all groups with them I love being with the moms <laughs> and they're so inspiring because they want to come back and like they know how hard it is they have kids in the schools and so it's just like just take the risk yeah I was one of those moms that came back and finished and finished up my degree and I loved it and if do we have an aspiring ed day set up for the capitol what what day is that, Ellen? Do you have it off the top of your head? Ooh. Joshua? It's you have March it 21st. Oh, there we go. March 21st. Mm-hmm. That is and so with that kind of speaking to what Izzy was talking about, um, creating like a connection and even like a, a pipeline. We're sharing that day with Neon. So it'll be mm-hmm. an aspiring ed and early career day. And hopefully we can um, allow them to network and build some of those relationships that they can take back to the classroom with them. Yeah. And come to the Capitol and tell your stories. Just like you said, Izzy, tell, we need you talking to legislators and telling them about what you're hearing from other university students, what the barriers they're running into and why they're not going in to the College of Education. That pay, the respect, it's huge right now. And uh, they can turn that around. They Mm -hmm. can do it. I'm going next week. The, we got like a big deal for, early childhood program and then elementary ed 
we're all taking off on a Wednesday and Thursday and we're all going up to the Capitol to speak to our legislators. So I think that that is like amazing that I get to see my school do it too. Like these are my professors and we're going. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you both so much for talking with us about your program. And we hope next weekend is super successful. And we're so glad you're giving back to a school, but also getting together and being able to kind of network and build relationships. It's Friday. So we're also joined this morning by Ivy Riggs. Ivy. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's your chant. That's a new oh, chant. I like it. I like I'm it. I'm going to make a new one up every week. <laughs> so last or this week, we actually sent out an alert to our members. We did. It was a big, it was a big, big week. Um, did it seem like a week or did it seem like a it year? It seemed like several weeks mm-hmm. at least. I My eyes feel very heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if that's a real thing or just my imagination. Um, so we talked a lot about the speaker's plan last week. Um, uh, lots of funding to the classroom, but also tied to tax credits, right? Mm-hmm. So that did pass off the House floor, seventy-five twenty-five. so pretty handily. Uh, uh, all Democrats voted no, but uh, many uh, suburban and um, uh, one rural, mm-hmm. what I would consider rural legislators. So um, not everyone's on board, but um, it, it, does, it did... Um, Lots of really good debate, some yucky debate, but lots of really good debate. Um, I do think the intention is to keep vouchers away. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say tax credits are vouchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our legislative goals, I just I'd love for our members to know this. In our legislative goals and our legislative agenda that go through our committee, go through our board, go through delegate assembly, it says we oppose tax credits. So. Um, You know, this is something that we have said philosophically that uh, we don't support. And so uh, the speaker knows that our our friends in the legislature legislature Mm -hmm. know that. And so while we appreciate the, my goodness, $500 million in new funding for our schools, um, we we can't say that we support the the bad to get the good. But I think uh, what's important is at our civication dinners, I, I hope some of you have had a chance to come to some of these dinners. We've had uh, Repu- uh, Republican legislators that voted for this plan and senators that are seeing it from the other side that haven't had a chance to vote on it yet say, it's not going to look like this. Yeah, and, and we don't know what that means. Are they going to, my guess is they're going to shrink it period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will it's a they, lot of money. Right. It is a mm-hmm. lot of money. Uh, Roger Thompson has said publicly, uh, we're not going to spend this much money, period, much less just on one entity. Which is sad because we're in a state right now that- We do have so much savings. savings. <laughs> We've got so a lot of money to spend. If you'll go back to the state of the state, when the governor spoke, um, you know, he wanted to create this legacy fund with a billion mm-hmm. dollars in it, in addition to the rainy day fund that already has so much money in it. Uh, growth is up now. It is it is slowing, mm-hmm. and so Roger Thompson, you know, I th- do think he thinks that's mm-hmm. his job is to is to be the the holder of the pocketbook, and it is. He's done a fantastic yeah. job at that, yeah. and he has said we are not going to spend eight hundred 
million dollars. So both bills made it out of the house. Both bills made it so out. So it will go to the Senate. It has been officially received by the Senate. Ooh, I, this sounds mm-hmm. so important yes. when I hear this term. <laughs> yes. So kind of walk us through what will be the process. What do you see as a process next? Right. So it'll go through the same process it went through in the house. It'll go through committee. Mm. It then will go to the floor. Uh, more than likely, the the House duly assigns bills more often than this. Or no, sorry, the Senate duly assigns bills more often than the House. So more than likely, it'll go through education and then appropriations. It may go straight to appropriations. I don't know. Is there a Senate author? Well, I'm assuming Julie Daniels has been interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So not leadership. Hmm. Uh, many many times when hmm. it's a speaker bill in the House, it's a pro tem bill in yeah. the Senate, and this time it wasn't. And, you know, I think they're, I think, I don't know, some say uh, they're proving a point. This wasn't a dual plan. We didn't get input on it. So, I, you know, I think what I'd like for our members to know is um, this is not what it will look like. That boggles my mind, I, just for a second, that she's the author on this and she's also the author on the ESA bill. If I had to guess, I am not trying to get in Julie Daniels' head ever. That's probably good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I had to guess, she's for vouchers of mm-hmm. any kind by any name. Right, mm-hmm. right. Right, so tax yeah. credits. Well, that would make sense. Right. right. So so I am not surprised that she yep. signed on as the mm-hmm. author. I'm surprised that someone different mm-hmm. didn't, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. The other thing we alerted on this week was the peril deduction bill, the the supposed Janus Supreme Court need bill. Uh, Terry O'Donnell ran it again. He was the house author of Julie Daniels' bill last year, the last two years, and uh, we were able to keep it off the floor. So it came up in a full House A and B committee this week, or it was supposed to, and at the last minute it was pulled. Um, When I began to lobby this bill at the Capitol to that committee, our friends that have worked so hard Mm -hmm. to increase funding, to to kind of, I don't know, uh, the rhetoric, do Mm -hmm. the opposite of the rhetoric. Words are hard this morning, evidently. Um, They are like this, no, no, we are trying to do such good things here. This is not the tone we want. We want to, we want to bring teachers back. We want to keep teachers. We Mm -hmm. want to help our schools. This is the wrong tone. Whether you believe this is a, necessary or not, whether you love unions or not, they did not want this to be the tone. And so lots of discussions were had. Uh, I know our members did reach out to legislators. Mm -hmm. I think that helped a lot. I am so appreciative of folks that engage in your, I know you're busy. And so we do appreciate that. And we were able to keep it from being heard. And so in the house, I'm pretty confident I'd like to say I'm confident. I'm. It's not a promise mm-hmm. <laughs> that that it's that it's done in the house. But I think it, it illustrates too. We have so many friends in the legislature that are pro public education friends, and they work behind the scenes. And this was a perfect example of that. And they don't get the shout outs. They don't get the recognition. But I, I just want our our members to know and the public to know that they work this. 
there, when a bill is laid over, there was work being done behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I just, and, uh, kudos to them. So many, to that point, so many of our friends were so angry that it was even put on the agenda. Mm-hmm. They were, they just, their first reaction was why? Mm-hmm. Why when we're trying to do this good? Why when we're trying to dispel the what's what's being said out there? Would we want to do this? It makes no sense. And so you're right. Maybe you're only looking at votes for legislators, but the picture is so much larger. And we don't put that out there because then it's not behind the scenes right, anymore, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now there is there still a bill, Ellen and Ivy, is there still a bill kind of like this on the Senate side? There are two bills in the Senate. So there's there's one week left of committee. Okay. Senate education will meet on Tuesday. House Common Education will meet on Tuesday. Uh, Mark McBride's uh, appropriations on Ed will meet on Monday. So one week left of 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 committee work. And there are two bills, Senate Bill 75 by Dom and 99 by Daniels. And I could have those numbers opposite, but those are the two numbers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They could possibly get put Mm -hmm. on Senate education for for Tuesday. Or go through rules. Well, um, maybe they are assigned to Senate. They're, they're oh, they assigned to they, they, they could have been assigned. They, they could have move, been but assigned. they're they're assigned. Right. Now. I need to refresh my schoolhouse rock. So they've been assigned. <laughs> they so have been good assigned. News. Yes. And and you know, in conversations, it didn't seem like there was a huge appetite for that in the Senate. But I I don't have the same amount of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to wait till Monday to see if it's been put on the agenda. So there is a possibility of another alert. <sighs> yeah. I do feel good about the house not being interested mm-hmm. in taking it mm-hmm. up. Should yep. it make it through, but yeah. we will obviously work it if it comes up. Wow. So you mentioned representative Mark McBride. I felt like yes. he was all over Twitter and social media. He was. <laughs> on the news. Did anyone yeah. see the shirts that someone oh made? Oh my gosh. Someone made and put on the a couple of the education um, Facebook pages. I saw it on the Rural School Coalition page, and I also saw it on the public parent, public education, whatever mm-hmm. that one is. Was it the woke one? No. Oh, it, it was says, a different one. Mark McBride is my homeboy. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I did not. And it's, you get me one of those. It's, it's, well, I don't know if it's an actual no, shirt they yet. Just, they just I just it, someone it, did a mock-up. Oh, sh- but it's darn. awesome. <laughs> I mean, Etsy... It's yeah. not hard. Anything. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. It was his it was his official house photo with that caption and I actually sent it to him and said, um, you know, I vote Mark McBride for president. <laughs> you know, and, and we laugh about it. He he has he's so frustrated with how hard the house is working to uh change the the narrative around public education and and teachers and support professionals and and the work that that we do it's such important work in our schools that our elected state superintendent seemingly at every turn takes an opportunity to do the exact opposite mm-hmm. so uh, representative McBride has has honestly decided that that every time I don't know I can't guarantee it's going to be every time but but recently it has been every time Superintendent Walters um, does something derogatory, says something derogatory, prom- tries to promulgate rules, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a response. And so Tuesday in the Common Education Committee, I, Ellen, do you have the the bill number? I don't. I, I can find it, okay. but I can't remember. It was like... Uh, he got a bill out of committee with only one no vote, lots of support, to say that the State Department of Education will not be promulgating rules without legislative authority. And I'll tell you, a year ago, that would have been a very scary bill. Mm-hmm. And I would have been very opposed to that bill. But mm-hmm. right now, with the leadership in the State Department of Education, 
we're worried. Mm-hmm. We're worried about lack of supports for our schools because staff is mm-hmm. leaving the institutional knowledge that our schools need. What if you have a new superintendent or a new mm-hmm. CFO or a new payroll clerk? Mm-hmm. Who are they going to call for help exactly. if, if that staff is leaving? And and so we're very worried about rules that are going to very much overreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Pemberton in the Senate has been very outspoken about overreach. Um, so so that bill passed out of committee. What? House Bill 2569. 2569. Mm-hmm. And it will go to the House floor. Awesome. I really think it will get a lot yeah. of support. There, the question, only questions in committee is why State Department of Education and not other state agencies. And and Representative McBride was very clear. He tried to talk around it and not call out a particular individual. But in the end, he said, I'd like to put this gentleman in a box because he's overreaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overreach is my word. I forget exactly mm-hmm. what he said. But, um, you know, and then fast forward two days. Yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, there was yeah. a State Board of Education meeting. And Ellen, you were in attendance yes. at that meeting. And um, Ellen was tweeting. If you happen to follow OEA's tweets, <laughs> Ellen has become a professional live tweeter. We I don't love know it. How you do that? Oh, it's very difficult. So, to be honest here, it I just bow down out, to so you. I cannot. Same, same. I'm a writer. I'm not a typer for notes. I'm a writer. I have to I just listen. Mm. Everybody learns differently, yeah. right? That's right. So Ellen tweeted, and I did have some questions when she got back. To I, I didn't realize it was a quote, mm-hmm. but. But there were a couple of things that Superintendent Walters said at the meeting that was uh, that were incredibly concerning. One was, this agency is where woke goes to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That feels like a ridiculous statement, regardless of how you feel about, I'm doing air quotes, woke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The indoctrination. If you feel like that's happening, there are so many policies in place. Right. There are so many rules in place to to address that mm-hmm. at a particular school, mm-hmm. a particular teacher. Is it happening? I honestly don't think it's happening. Could there be a bad actor? Is there somebody doing a TikTok that that we may not love? Sure. But I saw a a pastor arrested this week for inappropriate contact, right? I'm not saying all pastors are doing that because that's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't group them yeah, all together. Right. Yeah. You know, so so let's go address it. So mm-hmm. so instead Exactly, dress where it's at. Right. If it's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. I think you right. we're seeing accusations mm-hmm. and and what we're finding is it's not actually happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's silly, right? It, but we've we've said it's silly enough times and we think he'll just stop Well, he's not stopping and that's where representative McBride has decided. Now I don't want to put words in his mouth. But but it seems like he has decided he's going to address it. Every time something ridiculous is said or done, he's going to address it. So yesterday, as the chair of appropriations on education in the House, as uh, Mark McBride, Rhonda Baker as the chair of Common Education Committee, and Anthony Moore as the chair of Higher Ed and Career Tech, yeah. they put out a joint statement because the other thing, other than woke dying, he said... He wants to um, evaluate whether we encourage children to go to institutions of higher education in Oklahoma because of supposed indoctrination. What? I that one floored me. That floored me. And I was listening it on my way to Muskogee, and I was like, "Ooh, I may need to pull Audible over." Audible gasps yeah. in the crowd. Right, there were gasps. Really? Ellen says gasps wow. in the crowd yeah. when he said it. So they very swiftly came out with a statement saying. 
no. Stay in your lane. <laughs> right. I mean, or in but institutions are doing great work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why on earth would you ever say we're going to discourage yes. children from going right. to college? We, we have been pushing for college and career ready for so yeah. many years. It was out of place. It was misplaced. Yeah. I, all the words that. Well, anytime I that you disparage a university that is a public university where anybody can go it is they are paying tuition to go there they are choosing to go there we want our kids to find the path they need whether it's college or career and to find the university that fits their needs not to discourage them from going to a university that that one just really uh hit me in my heart and 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 that's what with everything we've talked about it's just the lack of respect is, is, is that's, yeah. it comes down to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, I love that. It's not just people aren't silent. My, my fear is silence is agreement. Mm-hmm. I think it's seen as agreement. Silence is silence yeah. is seen as agreement. And so I love that there are, are some pretty influential people that are just not going to be silent. Well, thank you for that wrap up this week ivy and thank can you can i can oh, i add yeah. one more thing i'm yes. sorry yeah um there was some movement on teacher pay raises in the senate as well <gasps> i don't want to i don't want to take away from there's not only a house plan right. there was a adam pew plan mm-hmm. it wasn't a senate plan but it was a senator pew plan and it had gotten out of uh senate education last week but it got out of appropriations oh. this week oh. uh handily it's ready to be heard on the floor correct yeah. so oh. so there is wow. movement on both sides i just love that that we are um both sides are talking about it. I don't think it will look like either one. Yeah. But but we've got we've got plans. Yes. yes. We've yes. got plans. We've got movement there. and Give I think that that's promising. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um well thanks Ivy. Thanks for joining us. We're also thankful for Izzy and Joshua for joining us today and we thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcasts at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.